Accra was very, very tough for me. Accra was, it was not what I was expecting. Like I, I, someone asked me this the other day and I told them like, I, I, I thought that I would get off the plane and there was going to be people like drumming. I thought somebody was going to come out with like a crown. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I mean, yeah, I was like, come, really? Nana, yeah, come on, Queen Nana, y'all coming back home guys. Like I, I thought like, well, this is coming to America. Huh? <laughs> coming exactly. to, come to Accra. Coming to Ghana. Like, you know, I, people, I thought people knew I was coming, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, uh, no. I was like, exactly. So it was a huge wake up call. <laughs> what up, people? You're now tuned in to the sound of a craw. I go by the name of Adrian Daniels, and you already know this is the show where we chat with colorful creatives and entrepreneurs from a Ghanaian background with a special interest to this city, bringing you one step closer to a craw. We're back again this week part two of the interview i did with none other than nana ya sewa akuko aka queen ya out of manhattan new york we linked up in gh but we're back for part two i hope you guys enjoy it remember you can get the show notes by going onto the sound of make sure you listen to the end for the special treat that we have for you regarding the new single that Nanaya Koko is dropping soon. Other than that, let's get into the podcast. Hope you enjoy. Take care. This woman had like pink hair, right? She had like pink cornrows, <laughs> but she had she had worked in all of these top uh all these top companies, tech companies. And this woman was all about her business. And it was so amazing. She was African-American. I'm not sure from where exactly, but I really, to me, that made me feel a sense of pride because, you know, I know for the average African-American, you know, that's not making a good living, it's really hard to get to get to Ghana. Like, you know, there's a lot of black people that would love to come to Africa in general, but like, yeah. first of all, the flights to come to Ghana, Ghana, <laughs> Africa, they're insane. And insane. I don't understand. I went to Europe. I went to, um, Belgium. My dad, my, my uncle, who's like, you know, in the Ghanaian culture, your uncle is like your dad or whatever. So like, my uncle lives in Belgium and I actually, I went to, um, Amsterdam, but I stayed with him yeah. during the time that I was there yeah. and it, my ticket was under $400. I'm not even kidding you round trip yeah, from New York to, to Belgium or to, yeah. to Amsterdam. So to get, I, I flew into Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah. I flew into Amsterdam, but my ticket was probably like $340 round trip. Wow. That's cheap. That's chips. Awful, it is. As you would say. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. And, it, yeah. to get to, and then did you fly to, to Ghana from Amsterdam? Did I fly to Ghana? No. I, that was a, yeah, that was, occasion, yeah? Okay. yeah, that was a totally different occasion. But to go back to like what you, you asked, I mean, I didn't see, I personally didn't see a lot of African-Americans, but I felt like, the presence of African-Americans there was very like genuine and very committed to Ghana. And it really was beautiful to see that connection of African-Americans and 
um, you know, Ghanaians and like just all of us, you know, just together in one room. It was so beautiful, you know? It was, it was yeah. That's why Panafrolink was one of my favorite, um, you know, events during the year return period. I mean, you, you did get a lot of that. Yeah. I think at Panafrolink, I did see, at Panafrolink, I did actually come across more, um, Americans than at other events. Okay, yeah, and um, let's let's you did mention a lady who was wearing who had pink uh braids or cane rolls. He was he was uh, did you wait? Did you just say cane? Did you say cane rolls? Cane rolls, sorry. (laughs) Whoa, I I took it there. I was trying trying to remember what you said. So, yeah, you talked about a lady who had pink hair and she. She, you know, she worked a, a, but she's worked a bit in tech. Now going back to tech, um, I know you were at the, uh, the Ghana Tech Summit, but there was there was an event that came out on the back of it, um, at OSU Castle. Could you tell us a little bit about what went down? Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, that was one of my favorite events because I love the em- embrace of technology within fashion right now. Um, but yeah, so I showed a little mini collection, um, a few pieces at the Ghana Tech Summit after party. It was like a, a VIP kind of event for some of the attendees of the Ghana Tech Summit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it it was amazing. I showed some pieces that had a bit of, um, electrical devices in them. Wow. Um, well, you know, like I had like some lights and some things like that. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, it was really, really cool. It was like the perfect setting, you know, for technology and then meshing that with fashion. Um, and yeah, I got a chance to show, uh, a part, not all of it, but like some of the portions of the piece that I mentioned that I, uh, exhibited at the, at Afropunk okay. for, you know, when I did the Afro futurism piece. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing, but then I also like blended it with some of the, some of the references that I came across when I was in Ghana. So it, okay. it was dope. Yeah. And, um, I mean, Ghana seems to be getting more innovative as the year goes by. It's I see that. Innovative hub. Yeah. Um, you know, I, f- I believe that, um, a lot more people that came to Ghana recently, they have started to see opportunities in terms of what they could contribute to innovation yes. and how it's growing innovation wise. Yep. Um, was that something you could relate to as well? So, um, I know like, for example, there's a lot more tech hubs. There's a lot more events based around tech. Um, there's people relocating, um, with tech en- enterprises. I won't mention their names, but I know people personally who have relocated to Ghana and who are doing tech in, in Ghana. I mean, it's just becoming more of a, more of a big thing. Would you say your wearable art as well? Just bringing that into conversation. Would, would, would you kind of classify that as some kind of tech or innovation or would you keep that as fashion? I mean, where do you draw the line here? Well, I try, I try not to draw any lines, um, to be, I mean, like a stupid question. I I mean, seriously, I really, that's kind of like my motto. Like, I'm like, it's so funny because I I put a picture of me 
up <laughs> and th this is just the most like abstract example but like I put a picture of me at um a tour that I went on while I was in Ghana okay. and it was a, it was kind of like a joke right it was me like in a swimsuit and it was like you know a nice setting we were on we were like in front of um the water in front of like a a lake I guess is and I was a trip is that when you went to a dog with a with a Lorraine's crew or yeah yes I did yeah that was it that was which was an amazing event by the way yes that was dope her and um another guy another guy um so yeah so I put that picture up I, put, I posted that on Instagram and I said I said oh I'm not a model but I had a swimsuit and he had a camera so and I just posted that. It was cute. It was like, you know, a little cheeky, like, you yeah. know, post. <laughs> so I get this, I get someone who messages me like, don't ever say that. Don't say that you're not a model. You can do anything you want to do. You've been working so hard to build your brand around not boxing yourself in. Why would you start now? And like this guy was so passionate. And I, I know this guy because he, he's like, he's, he's so cool though. Like I've actually had him like come to one of my events. He's a, um, a photographer, but he's so passionate about my brand. And I was like, yo, like he's right though. Like why am I starting to say that now? I mean, now. Nah, I'm not that's not my thing but like yeah. still like it's all about like just being open-minded and like pursuing the things that set your heart on fire right Absolutely. so <laughs> that's kind of like what we what we discussed towards the um beginning of the podcast you know as in aiming high you know aiming high to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. So why, why aim low when you can aim high, you know, or just aim, aim for what you want to aim. It's not even, I don't even see that as like a high thing. I just see, it's like, just if you're passionate about something and I, maybe you don't have to do it professionally, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's always been this stigma around like, only sticking to one thing and it's changing because now people have access to technology and they can like do their own thing. Now you can be, you can, you know, work as a, a trader by day or, you know, work in, in finance by day. And then at nighttime you could, you know, make blankets or something. You know what I mean? Like people can do anything that they want to do nowadays. So I think it's changing. It's true. It's true. I mean, you know, 2020, that's the year we're in and, you know, a lot of things are happening. Yeah. A lot, a lot of things will happen. Yeah. And I also think with, with art specifically, like innovate, innovation is birth um, through meshing different genres. Mm -hmm. Like so, some of my pieces that have gotten the most, um, you know, chatter around them have been pieces where I basically looked at other art forms and yeah. found a way to integrate that into fashion or combine two different, you know, to combine elements from two different, totally different worlds, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Where do you get your inspiration from? I mean, that's something that I've, I've been quite curious to ask you. I mean, it's a fusion of different elements that I do see in your fashion like, that you put together or, or your wearable art, you know, if, 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 if I may ask, where do you get inspiration from? Where does that come from? It just comes. Um, it's, it's from 
just conversations, really experiences. When I, when I have an experience and then I go back and I think about it, there's always little nuances in, um, socializing. I think the nuances in socializing are what intrigue me the most. Um, because those are the places that are like rarely spoken about, but we all can relate to them. And we, we all know, like when, when you're describing them and when you're, um, when you're, you know, bringing them to the forefront, sometimes we don't always have the words to necessarily describe feelings, but when you give them life, I found that oftentimes people, can all, we can all relate to certain, you know, we can all relate to certain moments when it comes to like socializing and human interaction. So I I think that's a big inspiration for me, but I'm also like really inspired by science. I'm a huge nerd. So (laughs) (laughs) I love like physics, like all of the weirdness within like the quantum world has always intrigued me just because that's like actually reality when you really think about it. But that's like a reality that we don't, experience day to day but that's like actually what it really is Mm. so um that's always been really intriguing to me um exploring like contrasts um yeah all of that love sex uh, you know Mm -hmm. all of that culture i don't really get into politics too much but (laughs) i'm not my thing is like i just go wherever my mind and my heart takes me at that moment like so i there's not like one place that i stay it's it's i i always say like I think that being an artist is probably one of the most selfish things you can do when it comes to like exploring, um, topics, but ultimately it's, it's a, it's a selfless thing when you're contributing the art and when you're inspiring people and when you're using your art to, um, to benefit, you know, movements or benefit a cause or an initiative but like through that process of actually exploring the topics i think it's just very selfish because it's like what what you want what you find interesting that's actually a good way to put it i mean queen yard i've never really heard someone put it in that way so i gotta keep it real (laughs) gotta keep it real it's like a double-edged sword so yeah i mean art is you know a way for it it's a vehicle for you to express however you want you know unapologetically you know how you want to express the art in whatever form medium it is but at the same time it can also be used to contribute or to you know serve a community or an audience um, which makes art so special yeah i think Um, it should not only can it be but i think it should be mm. like i mean it ultimately like forget about all of this like Ultimately, what I, not even just within art, I think that as human beings, we all have an ultimate duty to take the gifts that we have to figure out how to help other people. Ultimately. Of course. Because we we all have, like I said in the beginning, we all have unique gifts. And, you know, I think that it's nothing wrong with pursuing, like I'm pursuing, you know, art, I'm trying to build my brand and, you know, I'm doing what feels right for me. But if I just did this forever and ever and ever, and I didn't figure out like a way that I could apply this to leave my mark on this world in a way that 
inspires someone or changes something, you know, helps a cause that I believe in, yeah. then what's the point? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I believe God's given each and every individual who's walked this earth a special, unique gift. And exactly. I believe part of the journey in life is being able to tap in or discover what that gift is and how exactly. it's supposed to be used. So I guess you're still on a journey of um, what your true purpose is for unlocking and tapping into that special gift you have and using that to, you know, satisfy you as a person and to fulfill you as a person and to you know meet the needs of you know a, a particular audience you know yeah and Ghana helped with that so mm, I mean it's, I it's, it's yeah, yeah even, uh, city, city, uh, um, listeners you should check out her city tv uh, uh, interview <laughs> very colorful interview um, would you say your um, wearable art is probably one of your greatest expressions of art because I can see th- I mean there's a lot going on but it's colorful at the same time. It's different. It's you, vibrant. Mm. Would you say that's what, would you say that's one of your, your most, your greatest expression of art, like that wearable art that, 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 that you, that you wear, that you have the one that you wore in the interview or in general, the ones, the different, you know, pieces that you wear at different places. Would you say that, you know, the wearable art is, is your biggest, um, you know, is, I was, yeah. No, no, no. Let me let you finish because I don't. <laughs> oh, I'm done. Yeah. Is, okay. Is that, is that your biggest uh, expression uh, of, of art for no. you? Or, no. So, I mean, I think that fashion in general has held like a special place in my life from a really, really early age. I had a really unique um, experience with uh, dresses at a young age that kind of influenced that. But I think that. The I also like writing and I love words. And now that I'm like I'm I'm doing this art residency right now with the Rosaic project, and I've, ha- I've been having to like really think about my artistic process and kind of who I am as an artist recently. So I realized that fashion for me is more of um, it's it's more of an abstract kind of metaphorical way to express concepts for me because I mean most times unless it's like written out like I I think with everything black matters piece it was a little bit more literal yeah but even that's using words right so like with a lot of my work it's it's very it's just very metaphorical or it's just very abstract you know and it's Mm -hmm. you can look at it and see like a really interesting piece or you know a really pretty dress but you may not know what my concept is so I actually like to explain the inspiration behind my work as opposed to not doing that. A lot of artists don't like to do that. A lot of artists feel like they just want the person to view the piece and get their own opinion of it. But I'm, I'm very different in that way. I love to explain where I was coming from with my work, but with words, with like the music, with the poetry, the spoken word, I feel like that's probably why I'm, gearing towards um you know just like exploring that a little bit more because with with the fashion i don't even though i may be expressing something it's not necessarily clear by just looking at it but with with words with with um you know with like poetry and with music with rapping i can actually like say some of the things that I'm thinking in an artistic form. And anytime something for me is put into an artistic form, it takes a lot of the pressure off for me 
and saying it. Like, I, I feel like I get a lot of my courage from expressing how I feel through art. Yeah. Okay. It, it sounds like art does more than one things for you. It, it does so many things and it does a lot of things for, for, for many other people as well. You know, it's, it, it's, 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 it's amazing. It really well, is. it's really the balance. It's the yin, it's the yin yang of both of those things for me. It's the, it's the yin yang of having different mm -hmm. forms of art to express different things. And maybe I don't necessarily think about that in, in the process, but yes, I think that's true. Like maybe that's why I dibble and dabble into so many different forms of art because to me, there's a certain level of comfort that I seek, that I, that I receive from expressing different concepts in different ways. Awesome. Okay. Um, so Queen, you're finally just to wrap this up. Um, what, what does Accra sound like to you? So when someone says Accra, I mean, you were there for three months. I'm sure you have a better idea of what comes to mind when someone says Accra. Okay. I don't, I don't want to get all like <laughs> emotional and like all that stuff, but I mean, truly like in your own words, in your, how you want to, how you want to interpret and tidy up to you. Yeah. Well, for me, honestly, Accra was a place of, learning and growth and challenge. I would say challenge more than anything. Accra was very, very tough for me. Accra was, it was not what I was expecting. Like I, I, someone asked me this the other day and I told them like, I, I, I thought that I would get off the plane and there was going to be people like drumming. I thought somebody was going to come out with like a crown. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I mean, yeah, I was like, come, really? on, Nana, come on, Queen Nana, y'all coming back home guys. Like I, I thought like, well, this is coming to America. Huh? <laughs> coming, exactly. coming, to Accra, America. coming to Ghana. Like, you know, I, people, I thought people knew I was coming, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, uh, nah. I was like, exactly. So it was a huge wake up call. <laughs> but um, you know, That's interesting to hear. No, I'm so, well. I I'm also going by like what I saw on like Instagram, right? So like I'm seeing everybody come into Ghana like at the airport, and like there's a bunch of people like drumming and like dancers and like a bunch of you know just a bunch of stuff. So I thought like for sure, like my name is Nanayasewa. <laughs> like I know I'm getting some drums, you know, like I just thought and I was during the festive period. I think that's when that was going on. So, cause you came, when did you actually come? Was it November? Listen, I don't care if I came like at the middle of the festive period. Like, I don't think that would have happened at all. Okay. Like nobody knew I was coming, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, Accra was a place that, Accra knew, knew I was coming, right? Accra knew I was coming, and Accra said, "This is what this girl needs. Like, I'm going to give this girl what she needs." And it was a real, like, it was a real butt whooping some at, at certain points of it. I'm not going to lie. Like, there were there were times where I was just like, "Does Accra love me?" <laughs> That's how I felt. Like, does Accra love me? But I mean, I think a lot of the experiences. 
um, it was all worth it. I would say that at the end of the day, because like the people I met, you know, meeting my grandma, meeting my family, like some of the experiences I felt like when I felt at home, I mean, I really, really felt at home. Um, but I mean, more than anything, I mean, what's, what's more, what's the, what's a bigger sense of love than like helping someone grow. Right. Yeah. You know, and I felt like Accra did that for me. Accra challenged me. Accra kicked me in the butt. And it's still, it's still, and it's going to continue to kick me in the butt. Cause like now I want to come back because I didn't conquer Accra. Like, I don't feel like I conquered Accra and like, I, I'm never going to be able to like go forward without conquering Accra. And I'm never going to be able to go forward in my life without feeling like, myself as a Ghanaian because I'm I'm a Ghanaian I don't care if I know what what all the O's mean like I don't care I don't care about none of that like it's in my blood (laughs) well I know I took a troll troll so like that doesn't you know that's not it but like you know I mean yes like I might have just tasted fufu when I first got there but it doesn't matter like my when I look at my grandma when I look at my cousins when I look at everybody there that's in my family we all look alike we all have the same nose we all have the same eyes like that's my family so Accra is my home regardless and I can never go forward in my life and in my career and be successful without feeling like I'm contributing in some form or fashion pun intended (laughs) to helping Accra become the great place that it is you know like I, I have to, like, I have an attachment to Accra now. Like I have an attachment to, to Harlem where I'm from, but like Accra is now like in that boat in a personal way. Like it wasn't before. Ghana has always been a place of love for me, but like now it's personal. Hmm. Now, now next time you come, you're going to be coming back for more, aren't you? I'm like every, every since I, like even before I left, like when I was there, I was planning on what I need to be doing when I get back. And like now I'm planning on what I need. Like that, that's like my plan. Like I'm at this residency right now, which is an amazing experience. And I'm Mm -hmm. so blessed to have won this fellowship, Mm -hmm. um, to, to be able to to be here and like work on my art with all of these amazing artists. Um, but one of my, you know, one of the goals in in my mind right now is just like, what can I do to shed light on all of this experience that I've had? Wow. That's quite, that is quite something. I know there are some other African Americans who came for the first time and, you know, they've gone back and they've got all these ideas or things they want to implement when they go back to Ghana. You know, I, I know there's one person who's planning like a festival, a whole festival, you know, later on in 2020. And she's working really, really hard in it. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine when you got back to NY, you're thinking, oh man, like, you know, I want to go do this. I want to go do that. Or I feel like, or maybe you're feeling that, you know, there's, there's so much more that I want to do or there's so much more that I can accomplish out there or contribute, you know? So I totally understand that feeling. I really do. Well, I've learned through life not to take on more than I can handle if my goal is to get it completed. So there is, there's a few ways I feel like I can contribute to Ghana, but I'm going to take it one step at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, I met someone really um, interesting there. That's actually from, he's from 
London, um, but he lives in Ghana now. And we had a really amazing synergy. We both have a lot of the same goals and a lot of the same, um, you know, the expectations of what, how we see ourselves like progressing Ghana uh, as it relates to art, because I, I want to do, I, I always want to do things from my own lens and what, I, you know, through my own expertise. So I am very fluid in the language of art and fashion and um, creativity more than anything. So my initiatives are going to be through that through, through that lens. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're, I'm not going to go into detail right now because everything is still in the works, but I definitely, yeah, definitely that's on my mind for sure. Definitely. definitely. Okay. So there are some things in the pipeline in the future as far as Ghana is concerned. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Excellent. Amazing. Well, uh, just to wrap this up, um, what would you, say as someone that's just gone there for the first time heavily involved in creative arts uh, what, what what kind of tips would you throw out there for for people who are in the same field that that want to go to Ghana or maybe want to go back out there and, and do some more damage I think it depends on what type of person you are like if, if you are really like uh, adventurous person that can just handle like a lot of ex unexpected things, then I'd say just go. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I really didn't do a lot of research before I went, to be honest. I was kind of like, hey, my family lives there. Like, eh, it's going to be fine. I don't really need to look at anything. I know I'm going to be safe. Everything's good. So, like, that's how I was, you know. So, if you're just adventurous and you just want to, like, learn as you go, then just go. Um, but I would say, you know, I mean, keep in mind, you know, just for practical reasons, um, that is still a developing country and that you have to be prepared on certain, on some levels, um, and not to compare Ghana to, if you're from like, you know, a more developed country, don't compare it to that. That's the, don't judge Ghana by that. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not saying that just to like, you know, point out those things but i feel like there's a lot of beauty in ghana that could can easily be missed if you're only harping on the fact that it's not a developed country because sure. to be honest with you there, there's there's some parts of ghana i mean it not being developed some of that was really beautiful to me like i loved the dirt roads I mean, yeah. some people would complain about that, but I, I absolutely <laughs> love that. No, I'm serious. Like, I, I'm from the concrete jungle. Like, for me, like, being on a dirt it was different, but it was beautiful seeing, like, yeah. red soil and, like, chickens and goats and like <laughs> you know all hanging out together and like i saw like cats and birds i'm like yo like this is cool like you oh, know farm you know <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean there's a lot of beauty in ghana and and there's something i told this to somebody else and i know this yeah. is going to be so if you're not like spiritual this might kind of go over your head but mm -hmm. i felt like the, the ghana there's an energy in ghana that feels it's like an intelligence. Mm. Like, I, I can't really explain it, but it just, I, I felt like Ghana is like a thinking, like, I, I don't know. It, it almost felt like Ghana was like, just very like intelligent. I always felt like there was just like this energy of like, I know you, I know what's best for you. And like, mm. I felt like Ghana was giving me these like experiences to propel me forward. Now, 
it could have been the culture shock. <laughs> it could have been anything, but I, yeah. I just felt like there was something about Ghana that was really challenging me on another level that I've never been challenged before. That's quite interesting. So you were able to kind of tap into some sort of spirit spirituality by coming to Ghana. Yeah, I, I didn't get to meditate, you know, or like do any of that stuff, which okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't get a lot of moments of Zen and like peace, okay. but I feel like if I had more opportunity there to just like be in nature and maybe just like, I didn't, I didn't even get to like go to the, I got to go to the beach, but I didn't get a chance to like go swimming or anything like that. So okay. I feel like if I had more opportunity to just like be on the beach and, you know, be on the sand and kind of just let the water kind of, you know, just overtake my body a little bit, I feel mm -hmm. like I would have learned a lot more about, just the whole the, i don't know like ghana's presence or something like that i just maybe maybe i'm just <laughs> maybe i'm just overthinking it but i it was something about ghana that felt very alive to me yeah wow okay i think, I think that's that's a that's a good note to end this this podcast on alive to you okay yeah well um queen ya oh nana ya sewa thank you very much for joining us on the show today Thank you so much. You're not obligated to call me Queen Ya, but I'm definitely not going to stop you. <laughs> I, know. I don't know. I think just since day one, I've been calling you Queen Ya. Uh, and I have I'm not sure. stopped you once and I'm not going to start now. I'm just, I'm just I think it, I think it suits you. Thank um, you so much. Yeah. Where can people find you? If it, where can they get in touch? Yes. I'm on Instagram at house of YBA. That's H A U S underscore O F underscore Y B A. Uh, my site is going to be live and maybe by the time this podcast is out, I think it should be live, which is house of YBA.com. That's H A U S O F Y B A.com. Mm -hmm. And I'm also working on a blog. I'm not sure mm -hmm. when that's going to be out, but it's basically like everything we're talking about. I realize with, within all of my travels, like these, these are experiences that, that I really want to share. So I am starting a blog called from house to house. And it's basically from H O U S E yeah. to H O I'm sorry, to H A U S oh, from house to house. Hey. Com. All right. Okay. So not that house, but a different kind of house. Okay. Well, from house to house. So from, so it's basically following my journey. So like yeah. from my house yeah. to building house of YBA. Ah, okay. That's quite clever. I like, I, I there's that. always something I clever behind it. <laughs> I like what you did with that. Okay, that's quite clever. Don't worry, uh, we'll have all of that on the show notes if anyone didn't get that or is wondering, you know, how to spell anything out. Yeah, and, and please check out Debbie, Debbie by myself and OL. Like that, that is like my passion project at the moment. Um, the song that I did with the most amazing, talented artist, which you guys will all know at some point in the very near future because he's just so amazingly talented. Um, but yeah, so with OL, 
we produced that song I told you um, called Debbie. So we're working on getting that on all of the streaming platforms very soon. And I think by the time this, this podcast is out, hopefully it'll be up on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and all that stuff. <laughs> Bandcamp. I almost forgot about that. Um, but there you have it. But yeah, we'll have a snippet of um, her upcoming joint or single, which is going to be launching soon. Exclusive to the Sound of a Accra, the snippet at least it um, definitely yeah. will be exclusive to you don't worry <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, at least at least a snippet would be but when the song is out the song is out i'm not gonna stop her from from doing what she needs to do uh, but yeah that's but yeah once again uh queen thanks for coming on the show uh did, was there any message that you wanted to send out to the world send out to the listeners that you feel you felt like they might want to know Man, the only thing I have to say is just like, let's just continue forward with this spirit of unity. Let's love one another. Let's help one another. Let's listen to each other. And let's also realize that like, we're all individual. We're all different. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different perspectives. And I think once you realize that like everyone is coming from a different lens everyone has a different yeah. lens then mm. it will be so much easier and, that, and whether that's culturally whether that's just personally you know we have to learn to love one another and love each other for who we are individually and and learn how to communicate we have to learn how to communicate, especially culturally, because I, I think the key um, in uniting Africans throughout Ghana, throughout the entirety of Africa and, and throughout the diaspora is to learn one another. Like there's no way we can get to a point of, of all, all of these wonderful initiatives that everyone is speaking about. There's no way that we can get there unless, the, unless we learn each other's differences and learn yeah. to respect them mm -hmm. and figure out how we can coexist and figure out how we can figure out like, you know, what are our strengths and weaknesses and how we can work together to progress all of us forward. Cause at the end of the day, that's all it's about. Okay. Well, there you have it. Well, Queenia, thank you for, again for the minute of time for me. <laughs> I think we have run over quite a bit. Of course. Thank um, you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I may decide to split this into two parts, just depending on, you know, what I feel is best for the show. But okay. I appreciate you being on the show. And yeah, once again, you can get all the show notes for this episode by going on to the sound of com. I've been Adrian Daniels and uh take care everyone. Take care. Bye bye. Just a worker, a worker, a worker, a worker,
go be too hard with this your man. I know go play with your mother. All the many times it's in Devi. I know go play with your mother. All the many while it's in Devi. I know go give him heart attack. Come be my love, my Devi. Come be my ruby, my Devi. Devi, Devi. I know go play with your mother. All the many times it's in Devi. I know go play with your mother. All the many while it's in Devi. I know go give him heart attack. I got hella tongue tied when I first saw his face. Oh, it was a vibe when we first shared the space.